for score. There's one rule. Welcome back to podcasting at the pub or the champions playbook, whichever one you know us as. We had a hell of a week last week. Goodness gracious. We had what? A little over 80 people. A little over 80 people here on the back porch that all got a free 30-minute lesson, so which is crazy. 40 hour, like a week's worth of 40 hours of free lessons. Yeah. We recorded so. some uh, some great podcasts. We had um, our special guests, Scott Spector and Stephanie Malloy here. Um our Ash Sherlock was our largest one ever. We had to like it's cut big. questions off. <laughs> yeah, I know. And um, thank you for everybody who is listening online. Um, I know you guys are out there. Um, we hear about you guys on the practice tee, hear about you guys when we're kind of rolling by the golf course inside the club. So we thank you for listening to the Champions Playbook as well as coming out here on the back porch at 6.30 on Wednesdays. So, um well, we've, we've got a couple announcements, right? A couple announcements, but first, I do want to thank everybody for 16,000 plays now on the Champions Playbook. It feels like just yesterday, uh, we were so pumped about hitting 15K. It felt like it, it took like months it and months and months to hit 15K. And then it just boom. And then we got over you know 1,200 plays in the last 30 days. So thanks to everybody for um, listening, watching, viewing, subscribing, whatever you guys are doing. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's been a great month. Yeah, we're uh, on that exponential increase, Mark, right now and try and keep it going. And with that, we've got um, some special guests coming up this month. Um, next week, September the 8th, um, we have uh, a physical therapist uh, with us, Alex Phillips. Uh, she's, she's a stud. Um, we're going to bring her in next week, probably have some live demos. Um, come on out for that. We're going to have some fun with that. So... Um, That'll be fun. So, and then uh, <coughs> the week after that, we have, um, hang on, I need to get his name correct. <laughs> uh, he runs the um, Any Given Monday uh, podcast and Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Monday Q Info, uh, Any Given Monday. Uh, let's see. Let me get the name right. I'm going to pull it up. Sorry for the delay. While you're sitting there, I think it's cool that we're bringing in all of these people from all around the golf industry because I feel like the golf industry has yeah. insane taboos about it, right? You shouldn't be strong. You shouldn't be, um, you know, you should be more flexible. You know, uh, everybody's got this uh, stereotype on what a golf workout is too, right? And like, um, we're going to blow some of those up. We're going to blow it up. And if anybody's been proving that wrong that's on the tour right now, it's Bryson, too. <laughs> has shown that you can just be insanely big and still play the game. Well, even um, Kepka, I mean, look at yeah, look at the size of these guys that are out there. And I think it's one yeah. of the reasons why Kepka hasn't gotten the attention that he should a lot of in a lot of ways early on. It's like, well, he doesn't look like a golfer, so let's like not give him a lot of attention because he doesn't fit the mold. Uh, but, yeah. Gentleman's name is Ryan. Uh, he's going to join us. He's got a Monday Q info. Basically, he goes around and follows all these guys trying to Monday qualify into PGA Tour events and Corn Ferry Tour events. Um, and so he has uh, almost 70,000 Twitter followers. People love, like, he shares stories, you know, what their life is like, like giving the average person a better picture into the life of trying to make it out there. So I bet he had some great insight on, um, what's his name, Big Mike, the guy who yep. Monday Q'd and... Um, 
Oh yeah, JT the one was that mentoring JT, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, some big exciting things, and then I believe if we can uh, get our schedules to line up, uh, owner Brooks West is going to come in. We're we'll talk about high level golf in October and November. So lots of big exciting things coming. That one's going to uh, be you fun too. You won't want to miss out. That See if we can be beat fun. 80 people. Who doesn't want to come and listen to Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I feel like Brooks is kind of like this this myth around the club. Uh, a little bit mysterious. He's like um he's like the yeah. Dos- the Dosakis man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. But that's um I, I think everybody's going to be really excited to to not only hear from them if you're a River Club member, but hearing him talk golf too. Like he's a great a great mind to pick on yeah. pretty much everything in the industry. Yep. So, uh, yeah, a lot of exciting things. So definitely don't miss next week. Uh, again, we love giving free stuff out. You won't want to miss out. So it's for me. I'm popping my peas again. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to dive into this topic. Um, we're going to revisit. Uh, you hear on the intro, uh, intro to these podcasts and the exits, you hear a shout out, you know, there's no rules. Shoot a lower score. There's one rule. That's that's the big uh, intro that I did with Brett when we first started the podcast. Yeah. Um, need to go back and revisit what those were, but I feel really like there's a myth that that's me. Oh yeah, it's not. It's not Jack. It's, it's not me. It's me and Brett. Um, so, uh, but yeah, like this idea of like how do we measure things? The score on the card, right? Like this. <coughs> And I want to tie it into this, uh, probably one of the greatest um, playoffs in On the, the last 20, year. 20 years even. Yeah. I mean, you had you had Tiger in the U.S. Open playoff, 18 holes on the busted knee. But, like, that wasn't as dramatic as, like, it's just back and forth, two very different style players. At the end of the day, the lowest score on the card wins. Um, so, you know... The real question is, did Bryson choke? Like, I I also don't like, like, I don't think he did. Let's just kind of throw that out there. I don't think he did. Uh, people are like, well, he missed that short putt. What was it, like four feet? I was like, no, it was almost seven feet. It was just, it was just a few inches shy of seven feet. And their make percentage from seven feet is only 60% on the PGA Tour. So, like... Almost a 50-50 chance whether he was going to make it or not. Cantlay also had an easier putt from like 25 feet. They were talking about how yeah, when term, they he, he had it straight up the hill. When yeah. they both hit those approaches, they were saying, "Oh, uh, you know, Bryson's got a harder putt from that area." And you saw too, just about the margin of error that that there is in golf. Bryson wanted to hit that. Uh, right on the green and have it funnel back to the hole, right? Because there's that slope there. But instead, he hit it on the fringe, and it didn't rip back as far. You wonder if he actually hit it where he was supposed to hit it by, like, you know, he literally missed by a foot what that might have looked like. He might have had a tap in for his birdie. Yeah, and, and, you know, really it goes back to, like, the 15th hole. Bryson makes birdie to go up by one. Cantley makes bogey. Bryson doesn't get it up and down on the next hole. Cantley gets it up and down from the drop zone on 17. So they both make bogey there. And then on the 18th hole, uh, Cantley makes a bomb for birdie to go into a playoff. And, like, so thrilling. Cantley was plus 14.5 strokes putting, strokes gained, 
Like, that's insane. Like, not nobody's come even close to touching that. You just have, like, that's just in sports, too. It's just one of those classic, um, quote, one of those days that you have, yeah. too. He well, just was feeling it with his putter. Yeah. It, you know, did he miss a short putt? Yeah. But, like... Cantley was making putts from everywhere. But she had two very different styles, right? And, and so that, to me, was the exciting part. Like, Cantley's basically out of it, drains a 7-footer or 8-footer for par, and then Bryson misses it from 7 feet for birdie to win in one of the playoff holes. Like, you just saw this beautiful back and forth. And then going back, once they finally went back to 17, Bryson hits it to, like, oh my God. 9 feet. But, like, it landed up close, and then... Cantley, instead of hitting a pitching wedge, like he hits an eight iron and stuffs it in there to two feet. And then, so this is where I don't think Bryson choked. Bryson makes that putt when he knew he had to make it. Like he had to make like a 10 footer for birdie to basically extend it. And, and they did. And then he hits it in the water on 18 on this next go around, hits his wedge up to like four and a half feet, makes that for, for par. Cantley pars. They have to go back and play it again. Like, I don't think. Anybody choked. I think it was just a matter of time. Like, one of these guys is going to win, and it's going to be a matter of somebody making a putt or making a great shot. Or That's what I love about golf awesome. and what I love about baseball, too. It's just one of those, like, tip-of-the-cap moments where, like, for example, in baseball, this is, like, the one of the best things about baseball is that you can't, you can't run out the clock, right? <laughs> right. You, you can't run out the clock. You have to throw the pitch. Right. And the guy has to get his chance. The yep. same, same in yep. golf, too, right? Like... You can't just beat the guy right. by if, running out the clock. Right. And if you watch the coverage, like sometimes they switch cameras. Sometimes they'll show you the actual like amount of darkness. Like they weren't going to be able to get in more than maybe another hole. So it's getting harder to read the greens and feel distance. And like it just everything's more difficult and amplified in that setting. And keep in mind, like, Oh, he choked like he was terrible at putting this week. Guys, he shot 27 under par. <laughs> like, these are the two guys. They were ahead of the next guy by five shots. This is more than a shot around. It's 1.25 shots around. That's insane. Like, they're making plenty of putts all week. He just didn't happen to make them when he needed to make them. And so. Well, now let's clarify too. What's the difference between Bryson losing that and something like Tony Finau being so good? And coming so close. So many times. So many times. Yeah. Well, I think, like, as we've gotten to see in the data, there's basically no statistical difference between Bryson and Cantley in terms of BP and OP and proximity this week or that week. <coughs> and so, there's really, like, it's just going to come down to somebody making a sh- something happen at the end. And Cantley makes a long putt. He made a, he made a putt that he had less than a 50% chance, really less than a 20% chance of making. And he did. Like, congrats. Tip your hat. Like, he just got beat. Which also um, stresses the importance to the amateurs who are listening right now on how much putting really does affect your overall score Yeah. and how much it can make or break you. We found that that's the only way to consistently beat your number based on my predicted outcomes is your short game, wedges and putting, uh, which Spieth has been one of the only ones to like stay out ahead of it on occasion. And it's shown, too. Yeah. Spieth is not the best 
in pretty much anything that he does except for wedges and putting. That's correct. That's correct. And so um, I think it's just really neat to see this back and forth, the mental fortitude, like both of them were kind of behind the eight ball and kind of struggling and others were up ahead. Like there's just, just like this ebb and flow of like great shot up, clutch putt, great putt from the other player, clutch shot from another player. Like there's just this back and forth. You just run out of clutch at the end of the day. Yeah, like, like. <laughs> just like one of these guys is going to win. Yeah. <clears throat> you, can't, you can't say that Bryson law or choked when he was so clutch on the other five holes. Right. And and it takes credit away from Cantley. And even his last shot before he even missed his putt was incredible too. Um well so. and, and then it's like, oh everybody's chanting Brooksy like, oh Bryson's being a baby. I was like, guys, if you watch a lot of other interviews with Bryson, Bryson's like, I've been picked on my entire life. Yeah. He's a nerd. Nerds get picked on. Like that's just the reality of a lot of kids in high school and college like he's the weird kid like well and too everybody has fine. a everybody has a breaking point mm. too right like you can only tolerate so much to the point where like all right stop right and people are all upset about like cantley like bryson saying hey can you stop moving he's i'm hitting my shot if you're walking while i'm trying to hit my shot like that's the re- that's the natural respect of the game it's just basic etiquette i don't think it was rude for bryson to ask him to stop walking like i don't think so either if you're walking into my peripheral as i'm stepping in to hit my shot and under pressure in a playoff yeah i'm gonna ask you to s- stop moving so i can focus I know I can't control everybody else, but I can control you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're a fellow player. And Bryson just has this reputation where he's never going to get the... the right. Uh, he's never going to get the benefit of the doubt, right? right. Everybody's going to be like, oh, he's a baby for asking him to stop. It's like, no. Like, would you want that to happen in your backswing? No. No. So, uh, so that kind of brings up the Brooksy thing. And uh, my dad sent me this. I think it's really cool. Patrick Cantley gives an incredible response to the Bryson DeChambeau heckling thing. So this is going to tie into some of our previous podcasts about the player impact program. Um, <clears throat> the question to Cantley was... Um, For those of you who are not familiar with the, the PIP or player incentive program, is that uh, the, is it the PGA or the USGA? Who set aside the money? The PGA Tour. Yeah, the tour set aside money for the top players in the game to get paid extra money based off of how... I guess liked they are, yeah. But as we've seen with the origin it's of this the whole impact Brooks, that they make on correct overall on people ratings and yeah, growing coverage. the game of golf, yeah. And so that that's when the whole Brooks and Bryson um, debacle kind of started, and people were questioning whether they were doing it just to get um, more pip score. I guess I think this is the really cool part. <clears throat> uh, so a reporter came at uh, Cantley with this question. Rory mentioned that he felt sympathy for Bryson. Having played alongside him last week, just wondering what you feel. Cantley's response, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's long, uh, but you can go to Golf Digest and see it. He said, I think it's a tough situation. I think naturally, of course, there's some sympathy because you don't want to see anybody have a bunch of people be against you or even be heckled. I think anybody that watches sports and sees someone being heckled They don't like that inherently because if you imagine yourself as that person, it wouldn't feel good. I think, unfortunately, it might be a symptom of a larger problem, which is social media driven and which is potentially player impact program derived. I think when you have people that go for attention seeking maneuvers, namely the tour, that's my sidebar, you leave yourself potentially open to having the wrong type of attention. And I think maybe that's where we're at. 
um, and it may be a symptom of maybe a symptom of going for too much attention. But it can be awesome too because if you succeed and you act perfect all the time and you do the perfect things all the time and then you also go for the right attention-seeking moves, you get like double bonus points because everyone loves you and you're on the perfect side of it. I think it's just a very live-by-the-sword, die-by-the-sword type of deal. Um, and when you leave it to a jury, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, the court of public opinion, right? Totally. Um, but then he went on a little further. Um, he said, golf unfortunately doesn't and probably shouldn't tolerate that. I think there's a respect level in golf and there's intimacy that the fans can get so so close to you and you're also all by yourself. This is, this is where I think it's really interesting. I, I hadn't heard it put this way. All by yourself and you don't have the armor of putting on Yankee pinstripes and you don't have the armor of having... Knowing that, Ooh, if, I like that if you're on the Yankees and people hate you and you're playing in Boston, you can tolerate it for three hours in right field. Yeah. But you only tolerate it because, you know, next week or on Friday, you're going to show up and you're going to be in Yankee Stadium. And no matter what you do, even if you fall on your face, you're going to have the pinstripe armor on and people are going to love you. Yeah, I love that. I was like, whoa. Like, just golf being such an individual sport and everybody can be so close to you. And you, have, you can't hide behind anything. You're so exposed, which I thought was kind of an, I hadn't thought about it that way. I I really like since that. you played baseball, I'm kind of curious your perspective. No, I really like that. I think it's I think it's true, and we've said this multiple times on the podcast that um, we've said this multiple times where golf is a game where you have to play every position, and there's mm -hmm. no you can't really blend in. You can't like only play to your strengths. You have to do it all. Right, and nobody can recover for you. So if you right. if you drop a ball in right field and you get heckled for it, the rest of the team can recover other parts of the game. Like, I think there are some things about Bryson, too, that are very polarizing to where people do kind of lean into this persona that Bryson has kind of created for himself. I don't think he's totally... Um, I don't think he's totally at fault, but I don't think he's exempt from any scrutiny either he's created this yeah. persona i mean for himself yeah when you have the like is, the ants and the stuff it's and tough. the little things like that yeah. and the drama and the taking three and a half minutes to read a putt and the running down the tee in this playoff to like run down there to have more time to look at a putt before because you knew you're gonna putt second like i i don't like yeah you're right i think there's some of that um, At the same think, time, I have I think to commend he's him. Fine for, with it. Yeah, I have to commend him for doing his own thing and not caring what anybody else thinks. Now, but it's funny how the tour's like, "Oh, we're not going to tolerate that." Well, you started this player incentive program, like you said, golf needs more attention. Like you created that monster. Why don't you own that side of it? We're not going to tolerate now. Okay, so which is it? The tour is. Are you gonna? The tour is too old too. There's too many old values. Within yep. the within the tour that like need some of them need to change. Which we're going to talk about the USGA distance debacle later this month too. Yeah. So like, guys are bigger and stronger and faster and taller and all that. And just well, sidebar, but wrapping this one up, I do before we before we go on to our next topic, I want to talk about the format of the championship. Ooh, yeah. I don't like giving people strokes right off. Well, and not that many. Like, if you're if you're in the top thirty, you're starting with a, but you're like the bottom five, you're starting at a ten shot deficit. You're 
you're telling me that I made it into this final tournament and you're going to put me 10, stru- 10 shots behind it. I've won two events this year and finished top 10 in a bunch. I just didn't happen to do win in these last two. Like Patrick Reed was out s- sick for two weeks and he's going to be able to jump in. Whether you like Patrick Reed or not, it could happen to any player. Like I just don't understand why they I don't level the dumb. playing field and make it a match play event. Why don't they make it a match play event, make the bracket so that the bottom guys have to fight longer and the first couple get a get a first round bye and they just play in. Like if you're gonna be if you're really the best Yeah, the the top two guys get a get a bye in their side of the bracket. If you're really the best, you'll win against everybody else. Yeah. That's a yeah, you do a you maybe make it a thirty two player bracket and you let thirty four guys in. They're going to have to get a buy. Right. They would have to d- decrease to the amount of players in the field as well. Like, for example, the top 20 guys are probably the guys on any given Sunday who are playing the best mm-hmm. golf in the world. So make it a 20 person match play event. Yeah. Basically, any of those guys could win this week if it started on the same play. Exactly. Field. And it's like the FedEx Cup points thing versus winning that golf tournament. It used to be like if you won that golf tournament, you got a million if you won the FedEx Cup, you got 10 or 5 or whatever it is. But so you're telling me now you don't even get to put that down as a win, like even if you have the lowest score? And for the most part, it has shaken out where the guy that wins the whole thing under this new format would have won it regardless except for one time. But so it's like that's the argument against it is like, well, it still kind of shakes out this way anyway. Well, then it's a meaningless tournament. Make right. it Make it something to watch. Well, they made it. I know one of the arguments early on when they were putting it out there is like it's hard for people to follow like wait so and so's going to win the tournament but who's going to win the 10 million dollars like are there two different leaderboards like how do we know I was like just put two leaderboards up side by side that's not that hard you guys do that all the time like that's just somebody back in IT changing the way the thing looks on the board like I we've talked about this too the PGA Tour is broken in 2021 so broken there's so many things that can be improved and Arguably, the things that they have improved haven't made as much of a difference, like the player incentive program. Nobody's going to understand how that's getting what the uh, what the factors are to get that money. Um, th- there's just not enough being told to us as the fans to make it more yeah, watchable. It's like, oh, we're doing this. Cool. You guys get out there and spark some sort of you know debate. It's like. These guys just barely shook hands at the end. They're really mad. I was like, or like, yeah, Bryson would be upset too. Like, I don't want to go six holes in a playoff and lose. Like, how do you think you're going to feel? But like in other sports, it's like he's passionate. You know, he's really upset that he lost. Of course he is. Like, I'm totally fine with somebody having that like, yeah, I'm going to shake your hand and be respectful. But if I'm not smiling on my face and I look down the dumps and really mad, you should be. Like, just shot 27 under par and lost to a guy that just made, just made putts from everywhere. It's frustrating. Totally, totally. Any closing thoughts? I think, but I think things like that, you're going to watch Bryson go and work even harder. Yep. See, that's the difference. Some people put up like, I can't, like, I'm not going to do it if I can't do this. Like, Bryson's going to go, I'm going to go make sure that doesn't ever happen again. So losing sometimes can be the very best thing that happens. So... Uh, you know, I thought it was a great. It, it was an awesome finish there. Congrats to Cantley. Like, dude earned it. Um, Bryson didn't choke. Like, he got beat. 
by a great player. Who's going to need those two shots, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to keep up that kind of putting for eight rounds. No. And his um, the last thing I'll say, too, it was funny watching Bryson drive the ball and then watch, like, you know, Bryson swinging at 120, 130 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. 130, probably. Yeah. And Cantlay's just up there and swinging like a smooth 90, 95. Like, it doesn't even, it looks like a, it looks slow mo. Well, and it's funny, like, other than the one bad tee ball that Bryson hit, both of those guys were like on the four, I think they hit that drive five times that day. Yeah, five total times from the actual round plus the playoff. Like, they were almost in, they were in a spot like as big as that we're sitting in right now. <laughs> like, 340 right there. 340, four feet right. 340, four feet a little long left. And then Cantley's back here playing from 180 yards, 182 yards, 181 yards, 183 yards. It's like they hit it in a bucket under incredible amounts of pressure. And even though Bryson hit it in the water, shoot, hits it to nothing and makes par. Unreal. (laughs) Ain't no joking there. We're going to go on to our next episode of the night, but thank you for everybody who's listened this far. Again, thanks so much for coming out uh, last week to the back porch of Franklin Bridge. Uh, over 80 people, 30-minute uh, lesson to everybody who came up, giveaways from Titleist. We had a, a Strixon bag giveaway. Um, there's a lot of things that went on last week, so you guys need to make sure um, that you're tuning in and you're attending um, on the back porch of Franklin Bridge on Wednesday nights at 6.30. So, as always, uh, follow Scott on Instagram to know more, at uh, Golf, two S's, two E's, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Thanks, y'all, for listening to this episode of the Champions Playbook. As always, you can find us anywhere that you guys are, so uh, make sure to check out Scott on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of the above. His Instagram is at Golf. That's two S's and two E's. So make sure to go and check out everything that he's got going on over on his Instagram page. Uh, As well as make sure you follow Franklin Bridge. Uh, Franklin Bridge puts out some great things as well, and we want to make sure that we support them because they support us. So as always, feel free to come by the back porch of the Persimmon Pub at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays to come and listen to us talk golf. So book a late afternoon round of golf, and then afterwards come on inside, get some food, some drinks. Uh, We got some specials going on. We have some $5 flatbread pizzas. We had some amazing chicken tacos, as well as drink specials going on all night long. So make sure to support the Persimmon Pub as well when you come out. We would love to see you guys. We do one episode and then a live Q&A and then another episode. So from 7 to 9 on Wednesdays, we hope to see you soon, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.